I'm not supposed to be here. I was told I would die before my 28th birthday, yet I am 50 years old. I'm a wife, a mother, a grandmother, and I have an amazing life despite living with two terminal illnesses. It's time for me to share my story before I can't. So here it goes. I'm Kelly Wilson, and this is my life in pieces. Have you ever left a doctor's office or an emergency room without answers? Feeling uneasy that things did not get fixed or there was no resolution? Well, a lot of people have. A part of my success in still being here regarding my health is because I've definitely been my own advocate. I have had to fight for me every step of the way. Now I've had great care, don't get me wrong, and I am not putting down physicians or nurses or anybody in the healthcare profession. I think that for the most part, they do what they can do to help people feel better. That's their job. And in the beginning, when I was very young, I was like the majority of people. I would go to the doctor. The doctor would tell me what the problem was. And I would believe everything that they said. And regardless of if it was right or wrong at the time, I still believed them. They had the medical degree. Who was I to question someone who went to medical school? Well, I learned very early on that that's exactly what I had to do. When I first saw my doctor for the sarcoidosis of the heart, I think he taught me a valuable lesson. And I had gone a long way to see him. And I was in his office and he asked me repeatedly, do you have any more questions? Is there any unanswered questions you have? Because I don't want you to go away today feeling uneasy. And he spent two hours with me answering everything that I had to ask. And I realized at that point, this is the type of care that I am going to need for myself. I am going to need the answers and I want to know why and how and what's the plan from here. I want to tell you a little story about my son, my youngest, when he was nine years old. He all of a sudden got very, very, very sick. Throwing up in the first five minutes, busted the blood vessels in his eyes. And I knew something wasn't right. And when I got him to the hospital and he got in a room, I remember the doctor came in and he had his arms crossed and he said, well, he has the flu. And that motherly instinct in me said, you can tell that just by looking at him. 
And he said, I'm a doctor. I've seen it a million times. And I said, and I'm a mother and I'm not leaving here until you do blood work and an x-ray of his stomach. He had really bad pains as well as the, the throwing up. So the doctor was not impressed with me and that was okay, but he did do blood work and he came back in the room and he said, well, I'm glad I decided to do blood work that his amylase were through the roof and his, he, he ended up having pancreatitis and was in critical condition. He stayed that way for about a week and he could have easily died had I taken him home. And the next morning, the pediatrician and my family doctor came in and I said, you know, that I was not pleased with how things had gone in the emergency room. And my own family doctor said it's a good thing that she, she, you know, wanted him to have blood work because to this morning could be a different outcome. And I knew in my guts that something was not right. But how many people say, okay, doctor, he has the flu and would have taken him home. And I have a different opinion and it is just an opinion, but I believe that everybody that goes into the hospital that sick should at least have blood tests to see if there's anything underlying. And I learned that from, from that incident and my gut just told me that this wasn't the flu and, and I was right. And there's been a few incidents like that for me throughout my life. In fact, quite a few. Another thing I think is I researched as much as I could, everything I could possibly research, um, a, what my illness was, whether that's sarcoidosis of the heart or Erdheim Chester disease or celiac disease, whatever that is, I educated myself and knowledge is power. And when you have the knowledge plus you know the feeling because it's happening inside my body. So learning how to know your body and how to articulate what's going on. Because the doctors aren't feeling what you're feeling. They can only go by what you say. And sometimes it's very difficult. It's difficult to use words to articulate that because Sometimes it's just not that easy. You know, you don't feel well. I remember when I, you know, first was diagnosed with Erdheim Chester disease. I just said to my doctor, there's something not right. I can't put my finger on it, but there's something not right. And I never allow myself to just push those feelings away. To just say, oh, it's just because I'm getting older. You know, I, I'm not a 
run to the hospital type of girl every time you get an ache or a pain. But I believe if you really listen to your body and know your body, you know truly when something's not right. So learning how to ask those questions to a physician is something that I think I mastered from the knowledge and the research, from understanding how to articulate how I feel. And I'm never rude. I'm probably matter of fact. And I have been asked, did you ever go to medical school from physicians? They've asked me that. And I was like, no, why do you ask? Because you talk to me like I would talk to you. Well, in the beginning, it wasn't always that way. I didn't know the terminology, nor do you really need to. All you have to know is the questions to ask to get the answers that are going to make you feel good, make you feel confident. And if a doctor's talking to you in terms that you don't understand, it's okay to just say, I really don't understand what you mean. Can you explain it to me differently? Or ask the questions. It's, you know, it's okay to even tell them, you know, could it be something else? I don't feel that my symptoms are, you know, in line with what you're saying. And there can very easily be a miscommunication. And you, you need to ask the why, the how. What else could it be? What's the plan going forward? No matter how small or big the issue is, don't leave until you get the answers and feel comfortable in going. Sometimes, depending on where you live and what your medical system looks like, doctors in my province, for instance, I think are overwhelmed in a lot of ways. We have a lack of physicians. We have um, packed emergency rooms. A lot of people don't have doctors. So they're going into the hospital because they don't have a family doctor with things that a family doctor would normally look after. So I think that our system the doctors in the emergency room are overwhelmed. And we also don't have the ability, you know, if it's in the evening, they don't have a radiologist there, or they don't have people there to do ultrasounds, or they have to bring someone in, which is another problem. Because if you go in and you have an extremely awful headache, and it hasn't gone away for days and you're sick to your stomach. Is it just a migraine? I don't know. But it could be. But I would like to have that ruled out for sure and to be able to have a CAT scan. And 
You know, that's another really good question. Are there tests that can confirm what you're telling me? And can I get one of those tests? And I think being respectful, but still asking the questions and demanding you get the best care is not a negative thing. I can't do anything other than that. I'm not willing to leave a hospital and not feel comfortable going home and going to bed. I've been to the hospital a lot. I've been admitted a lot. I've been to the ER a lot. I've had problems that, you know, I'm feeling one way and they really don't know what's going on. For me, I hardly know what symptom goes with what disease. So, but, and they're at a loss too when it comes to me because I am just a freak of nature. Let's just face it. I have two completely rare diseases that if you ask a doctor in the Maritimes and probably in Canada, what Erdheim Chester disease is, they'll tell you they've never heard of it. And so sometimes I leave the hospital with unanswered questions, but they always rule out the really bad things. Okay, Kelly, no, even though you're having a lot of chest pain, you know, you're, you're hurt, you're not having a heart attack, you know, we've ruled out a blood clot, we've ruled out this so they're they go in and, and it's you know deductive reasoning well it's not this 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 that's really bad so you know I can feel confident in leaving even without the answers that would be you know miraculous to find because sometimes there is no answers and sometimes you just go in and it isn't a serious thing but you still have the right to feel leaving comfortable and confident. Knowledge is power. I can't say that enough. I know how my heart works. I know before I have a procedure or a surgery, everything that's going to go on. I know what my scans mean. When they do a bone scan, I want to know, you know, if there's anything different. And, you know, my doctors work so well with me and I'm so fortunate because I do respect their profession. I do respect them. They're there to help. And you just have to ask. You have to be able to say to them how you feel and a lot of people don't because they're intimidated or for whatever reason know your body learn as much about what's going on as you possibly can always always speak respectfully to any healthcare professional and 
articulate your fears. If you can do those things, you will feel more confident. And they're not perfect and neither are we. But less mistakes can happen if there is less miscommunication. Talk to them. And stay well.